Hello, welcome to Flour Butter Eggs Sugar. My name is Kate and I'm the host of this podcast, um, which is recorded in my small London kitchen. This podcast is all about home baking. And this episode is about caraway seed cake. So I'm going to be talking a little bit about the history of caraway seed cake and where it comes from and what people think of it. And then I'm going to be talking about the caraway seed cake that I made. So I'm really excited to get into the episode. Um, let's get started. So um, welcome to the podcast, hope you're well where you are and I'm just going to be talking now a little bit about why caraway seed cake and why caraway seeds. So um, they're sort of, I think, maybe more commonly associated, at least with some people, with rye bread and they have a sort of gentle aromatic aniseed flavour. I was intrigued to see whether seed cake deserved to go out of fashion uh, as British baking was has been sort of seduced not wrongly, but but um, but has kind of embraced other countries' baking cultures, particularly French and American. And I just wondered if it deserved to go out of fashion or whether actually it was still really good and why it's not more popular. And I found that I, d- I don't think it did deserve to be forgotten about. It's really good. Um, though some of the recipes I did find a little bit austere, so they were for sort of more dry, bready type of cakes. And my kind of preference is for like moister, um, more moist cakes that maybe were a tad sweeter. I'm not, I don't have, a, I don't like really, really sweet things, which is why I don't really like icing usually. But um, things, I, I do like a slightly sweeter cake than some of the, particularly the historical recipes. Um and this cake has been around for hundreds of years, maybe even dating back to the Middle Ages. It's mentioned in various um, uh, works of fiction, such as The Hobbit. Um, apparently, <laughs> Bilbo Baggins um, makes it. It's mentioned in Winnie the Pooh. Um, it's mentioned in Titus Groen and perhaps others as well. Um, but these are some other books that people told me about that they'd seen it in. Um, and I think the other reason why I chose this, even though I didn't realise it until recently, was that somewhere deep in my mind, I'd had the idea of making a caraway seed cake uh, from, actually from episode 120 of the Preheated Baking Podcast. So quite a while ago, uh, my beloved Preheated po- uh, Baking Podcast, which sadly finished a while ago, um, episode 200 but they made a caraway seed cake uh, that was a Nigel Slater recipe and they really liked it and I thought huh how come I've not really heard of this very much how come I've never been prompted to make it um, how is it that you know two great American home bakers are making this and a British woman me has never really even tried it I don't think 
So I, I think that was somewhere deep in my memory. Um, and then when I looked it up, I, I saw that it was on podcast 120, um, 120. So must have been from them. And I've seen, so I've seen some good recipes um, and some of my friends on Facebook recommended some to me. So particularly there's one from Fergus Henderson, which is published via Good Food Australia. There's one in regular Issa Wines book, which I have, which is Oats in the North, Wheat from the South. Um, and again, it's sort of, Fergus Henderson's British, but it's just really funny that I'm sort of discovering my own baking, my own baking culture from like uh, people who are not British. So regular Issa Wine is Belgian, as I've mentioned before, um, but she is a sort of expert in historical British baking and she's wonderful. Um, I think she also writes books as well about like historical Belgian baking. Um, but yeah, I didn't, I, I, I was not familiar with this cake, but apparently according to my aunt, my grandpa really loved it. So rest in peace, grandpa. And I hope that you would um, approve of my caraway seed cake. I don't think Nana would approve as much because she probably would say there was too much sugar. <laughs> so I loved the simplicity of this cake. There's no icing. There's no faffing around. Um, it's perfect with a cup of tea, maybe a coffee if you don't drink tea, but I found it was perfect with a cup of tea. But what I would say is that it's simple and perfect, but I really wanted to get all of the steps right. So I was quite finickety with creaming the butter and sugar properly, emulsifying the batter properly when I added the eggs, um, making sure there were no large air pockets in it, and just making sure that it had this gorgeous light but sort of tight crumb structure. That's what I was after, was that kind of like, I think Americans would think of it as like a pound cake structure. Um, but yeah, that sort of tight loaf cake, um, fluffy, that's what I was after. And in terms of brushing up my technique a bit, I mean, I've been making cake for 20 years, but apparently there is still more to learn about making even a very simple cake. I really enjoyed watching Sola L. Whaley's um, pound cake episode on Food 52's YouTube channel. Um, she's got a series called, uh, what's it called? It's called Off Script with, Sol with Sola. Um, and yeah, she sort of teaches you how to cook things rather than just here's a recipe, which I think is great and teaches you how you can make your own, uh, put your own stamp on recipes and change them up to your tastes. I picked up loads of tips from that. So it turns out that I may have been making cake slightly wrong for 20 years. Um, and I'll explain why in the method in a bit. So those are all of the different reasons that I wanted to make this. And I did think it was really delicious. So I'm excited to share my recipe with you. And thank you very much to various people um, on my Facebook for giving me some insight on this. Thanks to Aidan, Molly, my auntie Christine, Daniel, Augustina and, and various others for your insight about this cake. So I'm now going to be talking about the method. So 
once again, this cake is va- sort of vaguely based on very, very simple baking principles. Um, it's based on an equal equal weights cake. Um, so, but I've made a couple of additions to make it extra moist and to get this gorgeous, gorgeous texture, which you, you hopefully will see in the photo. And I also... Uh, treated the caraway seeds in a slightly unorthodox way to make them a bit more fragrant and to sort of get that flavor sort of more throughout the cake rather than just in this just when you bite into a seed so those are the, those are the sort of the things that I was focusing on there seem to be two schools of thought when it comes to seed cake uh, as it's sort of traditionally called it's just called seed cake and those schools of thought are either having a quite a plain cake that's very delicately centred with with caraway seeds, and uh, Nigel Slater's recipe is a good example of this, where it's just a teaspoon. And then there are other versions, and this is what the camp that mine falls into, where they're a little bit sweeter, a little bit more moist, because they've got sugar sugar makes cakes more moist um and also more caraway seeds so rather than a teaspoon i used a whole tablespoon um aka three teaspoons so it's it's the same measurement 15 milliliter 15 mil um so yeah that's what i did but there are lots of recipes that do use that many so don't be alarmed i'm not the only one i'm not some sort of caraway seed fiend I just wanted this cake to be like a bit more uh, a bit less austere and a bit more kind of um fragrantly spiced so that's what I was doing but no shade at all to Nigel Slater who is just amazing um so I started with three large eggs and these are UK large, so they're about 60 grams each, so 180 grams basically in their shells. Then 180 grams of plain flour, 180 grams of salted butter, and you could just use you could use unsalted and a pinch of salt, 180 grams of caster sugar or superfine sugar. Um, and then uh, we're finishing with the hundred gram the 180 grams now, so we've got in addition to that, we've got a teaspoon of baking powder, a hundred grams, hundred grams, hundred grams of ground almonds, and a hundred grams of full-fat Greek yogurt. You could use natural if that's what you've got instead. And then finally, the the tablespoon of caraway seeds, or you can measure it in three teaspoons. It's the same measurement, like I said. So what I did first of all. Um, was actually I gently toasted the caraway seeds. This is a step I saw in some recipes, but not in most. But I just found that it made them slightly more fragrant. So I gently toasted those in a dry pan, um, but literally just for like two minutes. Um, uh, they didn't change colour. They just got slightly more fragrant. Then I bashed those a little bit in my pestle and mortar. But again, I'm not. I wasn't trying to grind them. I was just trying to like release a little bit more of that oil. Um, I then obviously had to preheat my oven 
So the oven needs to be at 160 degrees C, which is 140 degrees Fahrenheit, and I think that's 230 degrees Fahrenheit. Sorry, 140 degrees Fan. I think it's 230 degrees Fahrenheit, but you may need to check that. And it's gas three. So I preheated my, my oven. I also prepared my pan. Um, this is baked in a loaf pan for um, which was two pounds or 900 grams, the loaf pan, uh, one of those. And I think it's sort of a standard size, really. Um, and I just buttered the loaf pan and then put parchment paper up the um, long sides and the base. Um, okay, so this is the bit of technique that I was getting wrong. You need to really beat your butter and sugar for a long time. I can't believe that it hadn't really occurred to me before. Um, I think I've been successfully making emulsions some of the time, but other times it's split and it, I'm just not worried about it. But it does make a difference, I think, in the final texture. Uh, it makes it more even and fluffier and just a sort of, um, yeah, like a, a kind of bakes slightly better as well. Uh, the consistency is the same all the way through. So you want room temperature butter. That's something else that I've sometimes been a bit lazy about, but you really do need room temperature butter um, because it will combine better with the sugar and then with the with the room temperature eggs. So you want everything at the same temperature to form an emulsion because it will form much more easily. Um, so you really want to beat those for a good few minutes um, until extremely fluffy and like it should have changed color as well as texture. Then you want to add your eggs very gradually. I was using really large eggs, so I actually beat them in a separate bowl and then added them almost like half an egg at a time. And just it formed a very, very even, beautiful emulsion. So I would recommend it. Then you can add uh, most of the other ingredients. So the caraway seeds, the flour, the baking powder and the ground almonds and just beat them in just till they're combined. And then add the yogurt and you could just fold this in with uh, a spoon, but make sure that it's folded in thoroughly. Um, or you could beat it in gently and, and just stop as soon as it's combined, whichever you prefer. Then you transfer that mixture to your loaf pan. Give it a tap on the side, the side a few times to remove any large air bubbles. Uh, equally, you could run a skewer through it a little bit to just break any large air bubbles up, make sure that it's got an even texture throughout. And then it needs to bake for about, about an hour, but at the correct temperature, um, or maybe 50 minutes. I would definitely check before the hour um, because I did mine, I did one version of that for an hour and it was a bit dry. But I think that my oven's temperature was not like completely even. It just, it's a very wild oven. So um, I think that might have been why. The other time I did it, I baked it for a full hour and it was, wasn't dry at all. So just be cautious. Don't be afraid to pull it out before the time. Um, you do want a skewer to come out clean when it's inserted into the middle, but you, yeah, you don't want to overdo it. Um, 
So that's it. Then you just need to leave it to fully cool. I, I actually just prefer to just leave it to cool in the tin um, for quite a long time before turning it out because if you turn it out too early, the crumb will get compressed and you will have a dense cake in the middle or at the bottom. So leave it to fully to, to cool in the tin for a long time before you turn it out um, or you take it out and put it on a cooling tray. And that is it, really. It's a very simple, straightforward cake. Very simple baking principles. The ground almonds and yogurt just give it a little bit more moisture and a little bit more of a kind of delicate texture. And the toasting of the caraway seeds and then bashing them slightly, it just leads to a bit more fragrance, fra um, fragrancy throughout the cake. So those are my kind of only real changes to a very simple traditional bake and this is really delicious I mean I love aniseed flavors um which is what the caraway, caraway seeds have um you know similar to like a fennel seed or star anise but they are very delicate so if you're not a fan of strong aniseed flavors I think you'd probably still like them um and I don't think that it tastes medicine-y. I think if you want, if you put loads more in, then it might. But I think that for me, this is about the right amount of caraway seeds. So let me know if you try this cake. And I really hope that you enjoy it as much as I did. Because I think it needs to be brought back into fashion. I think we need to reclaim it and say it's time to celebrate this cake. It's such a perfect cake for a cup of tea in the afternoon. Um, it's so simple but gorgeous. It's all about the flavour and the texture. It's not about necessarily the it's it's not highly decorated or anything like that. It's just it's beautiful but in a very simple way. Um, and I hope that you like it as much as I do if you try it. Okay. So next time I'm gonna be taking on turmeric sugar cookies and these are really interesting um but I've made them already to be honest um as I, I usually make things a couple of times and see if I want to tweak them um but yeah they're they're very intriguing and very nice so definitely um come back next week and listen to how those went and if you are an American baker or you're more familiar with that baking culture can you let me know what a sugar cookie actually is is it a, is it always rolled in sugar um before it's baked what makes something a sugar cookie because all cookies have sugar in them. so I just feel really like silly I don't understand what what one actually is right well I've just pulled in a batch of cardamom and orange buns out of the oven which I'm very excited to try um, so I'm gonna uh, love you and leave you and just to just to remind you that you can find us on Facebook and Instagram and on our website where there are all the recipes which is flowerbuttereggssugar.com and until next time take care and happy baking bye